Tuesday, March 5th, 2019. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City here in Denver, Colorado. You know, we get together every single weekday, and we talk sports with a dose of common sense. Hopefully, we can make you smile once or twice here or there. And we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Tuesday to you. And we do have a very important day today, because happy Fat Tuesday to you at that. Yes, of course, today is the end of Mardi Gras. It is the Tuesday prior to Ash Wednesday tomorrow when many people begin to do the whole fasting thing. They begin to refrain from maybe eating or doing certain things as part of that entire Lent tradition. So if you're going to act up, if you are going to eat bad things, if you are going to drink bad things, if you are going to do bad things, hey, you've got your excuse. Today is Fat Tuesday. Let the good times roll because it is time to get serious, kind of clean some things up tomorrow. So happy Fat Tuesday to you, or as we here in America call it, well, I mean, just happy Tuesday. Hey, if you'd like to contact us, maybe tell us your favorite guilty pleasure to take part of on Fat Tuesday, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com, or you can go find us over on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosports. Maybe you've got a question for us. Maybe you have a comment for us. Maybe you need a little advice. We would be glad to dole that out to you. Also, make sure that you stop by tpublic.com, search Daily Dose, and there you can pick up some of that new Daily Dose gear that we have over there. We now have our standard Daily Dose gear, but we also put up some Daily Dose iTeam gear over there so that you can look just like our specialized iTeam out in the field tracking down inside sports information every single day over at tpublic.com. We've got hoodies, we've got t-shirts, we've got coffee mugs, laptop cases, stickers, a number of items over there. And you know the cool thing about ordering our t-shirts and our gear over at tpublic.com? You can order any color you want. Maybe you have to wear red or maybe you really like the way you look in green or in orange or in purple. You can order any color you want with our Daily Dose logos on it So make sure that you stop by tpublic.com. There are a number of items over there for you to order. So make sure you stop by tpublic.com. All you have to do is search Daily Dose, scroll down until you see our logo. Just click on that logo and you're going to find a number of items there. Hey, today on the show, we do have a few breaking news stories that we need to cover. But then, you know, we talked about it just now. We're going to be talking a little about the next 40 days that are coming up. Because yes, like we said, Lent is coming A lot of people have to give things up each year for Lent. We will get to that in just a few minutes. But let's look at a few breaking news stories starting off in the NFL. The Houston Texans are going to be using their franchise tag on defensive end slash outside linebacker Jadeveon Clowney. That is what the team announced yesterday. The team used the non-exclusive franchise designation, meaning a team can sign Clowney to an offer sheet once free agency begins next week but they would have to surrender two first-round draft picks if the Texans were to allow him to go to that team. Teams have until July 15th to reach a long-term contract with their franchise-tagged players. If not, an extension would have to wait until after the regular season. We've seen this a number of times over the past few years. Now, the Texans opted to let their first overall pick of 2014 play out his fifth-year option this last year 
at a base salary of $12.3 million, they didn't want to sign Clowney to a long-term deal just yet. Although they say there were some discussions about maybe doing an extension, they wanted to hold off because Clowney is only 26, but he has struggled with a number of injuries so far in his career. He missed 15 games in his first two seasons alone. In 2016, he had wrist and elbow injuries, but he did still play 14 games and made the Pro Bowl for the first time. Since then, he's missed just one game over the past two seasons, which, I mean, it does kind of make you wonder if knowing that contract is out there, knowing the Texans were kind of holding that carrot out there for him, hey, you want to play or are you hurt too much? Because if you're hurt too much, there's not much we can do. If you want to play and you want to be productive, we might have to get you a long-term deal. So you do wonder if that looming contract got him to maybe play when maybe he wouldn't have otherwise. But here's what's interesting. The one-year franchise tag is projected to be worth a little over $17 million for a defensive end. The tag, meanwhile, for linebackers is expected to be about $15.4 million. Either way, it's going to be a good chunk of money. But now there's going to be probably a little bit of bartering as to, well, is Clowney a defensive end? Or is he a linebacker? Because it is a chunk of money, like one and a half million dollars worth if he was a defensive end over linebacker. We'll see if they can hammer out those details. But Clowney has been franchised to stay in Houston. Let's switch over to Major League Baseball because we have some really odd drama coming out in Major League Baseball. San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bear is going to step away from the team as MLB investigates an altercation between Bear and his wife in which he knocked his wife to the ground. The Giants board of directors announced yesterday that it accepted Bear's request to take some personal time away from the Giants beginning yesterday. But the incident between Bear and his wife Pam was caught on video and published Friday by TMZ Sports. The couple was fighting over Larry's cell phone. In the video, Pam is sitting in a chair. She's screaming, oh my God, no. And he is pushing her out of the chair while he rips the phone out of her hands and knocks her to the ground. The video also shows Larry Bear holding the cell phone while he's walking away. Now, the couple has issued a joint statement expressing, of course, regret for what happened. And Bear has issued a second statement later Friday in which he apologized for the entire altercation. Okay, the altercation is one thing. But honestly, forget the incident. I don't really care about the incident. Yes, they're arguing over the cell phone. Yes, he pushes her down and rips the cell phone out of her hand. I don't even care about that. I know that's probably bad. I know in this PC world we live in now, I should probably care more about that because what if he'd hurt her? He didn't. But here is my question. What in the world is on that cell phone that he had to push his wife to the ground to get, that's the bigger question. I mean, I know the incident is what's going to be brought up. No, no, no. What I want to know, what in the world is on that cell phone? Because there must be something horrifying on that phone for that man to make a public spectacle of himself and his wife. That is the bigger question. That is the more pressing matter. What in the world does he really have on that cell phone? Because whatever it was, he was willing to throw his wife off of a cliff in order to get it back. Yeah, I'd love to know what that was. I'll bet it wasn't good though. 
One other story we do need to cover. You know, we don't talk a lot of horse racing here on The Dose, or I don't know, just in sports in general. Maybe we talk a little Kentucky Derby. If there's like a triple crown threat, we might talk a little bit about it then. But I have a story here that I was sent by a loyal listener. Mike and SoCal sent me something that we really need to discuss. Because something is going on in California, and I don't understand it. A famed Southern California thoroughbred track had its 20th horse death in just over two months after a four-year-old filly suffered a serious injury during a race on Saturday at Santa Anita. This horse apparently was named Eskin for a drink, injured her right foreleg, and had to be euthanized, according to the California Horse Racing Board. That death comes just days after the park had reopened its main track following a rash of 19 other horse deaths. A spokesman for the State Horse Racing Board told NBC that they will basically be doing an autopsy on this horse to find out exactly what is going on. They say they've been doing on every horse that has happened so far. Now, at this track at Santa Anita, there have been five eventual deaths that have taken place on turf. There have been eight that have taken place during training on dirt. And then this was the seventh death that took place during a race on the dirt track since late December. What in the world is going on at Santa Anita? Santa Anita shut down its main racing surface for two days last week as officials examined the track for any problems with the soil. Regularly scheduled workouts on the dirt were canceled last week on Monday and Tuesday, but the track reopened on Thursday. And of course, they are saying once again, hey, don't worry about it. Everything's safe. Nothing to see here. But I mean, what else can they say? They need horses to show up because otherwise they're not getting any money. So they need these horses to come race. So of course they're going to say it's safe. But I mean, the Purina trucks pulling up in waves outside the track, I don't know. They might be telling a different story. Now, PETA said they were going to start showing up yesterday to protest any sort of racing at Santa Anita. This is not a good situation for that track. And that's an old track. That's a track that has been run for years and years and years. But you know, horse racing, it really is an odd thing. I mean, can you imagine in any other sport, like say... There was an NBA game. Can you imagine if someone like sprained their ankle, then we'd have to shoot them? How long do you think that would last? But that is literally what we have in horse racing. And by the way, how many times would we think LeBron James had been shot because he just collapsed because someone bumped him during the game? He does still flop a little bit. I mean, it's just crazy to think about what is going on in horse racing. We would not allow this in anything else. But horse racing has been around for so long that we're just like, I don't know. It's just kind of the brakes. Sometimes horses get killed. I don't know. Horse came off the third and sprained its ankle. Looked like we're going to have to shoot it. It really is just crazy. Now, we have what now? Oh, wow. Hey, we have talked a little this week about the Daily Dose I-Team. And as usual, our crack staff has apparently run down one of the horses that has run recently at Santa Anita and has gotten their opinion on what in the world is going on there. We do have that clip. I guess we have a clip of one of the thoroughbreds as they left the track last week. They were asked what they think of all the tragedy that has taken place at Santa Anita. Yeah, go ahead and roll this clip. I can't believe we have this. Uh, just heartbroken. I mean, that whole week, you and I spoke yeah. about it endlessly because I was just, I don't know. I was really, I don't know. I found it very upsetting. Hey. That is just really sad, sad stuff. You hope they can get that figured out. 
and that we don't have any other incidents back at Santa Anita. Hey, thanks to Mike for sending that in. Hopefully they can get that all cleared up. Hey, coming back, like we talked about earlier, today is Fat Tuesday. The day to be a complete glutton. Eat it all. Drink it all. Do it all. But come tomorrow, everything is going to change. Things are going to get serious tomorrow. We have to buckle down. It is time to give some things up for Lent, folks. And we have a few ideas for a number of different people. So today is Fat Tuesday, the last day before you are supposed to give up things for the fasting period of 40 days for Lent. Now, what am I going to give up for Lent? Well, I'm actually not someone that follows Lent. I think that's like a Catholic or, I don't know, Latvian Orthodox or Jedi thing or something. I don't know. But I will just say this as an outside observer. I do kind of get sick of people that give up silly stuff when they say they're giving up things for Lent. Give up something to actually challenge yourself and improve your life or, you know, forget it. I'll hear someone say, hey, I'm giving up milk for Lent. Well, you're lactose intolerant. That's not a sacrifice. Really? It's just a gift to those around you, to those who have to be near you. But hey, if you're going to give up something because of serious scrutinization, looking at your life and truly making your life better, then let's give up something a little tougher, shall we? Well, as usual, here at The Daily Dose, we are here to help people. So we have a list of a few things for some very popular sports figures and entities to give up for Lent that will actually make their lives better. And more importantly, it'll help make our lives better. So here are a few things that should be given up tomorrow for Lent. And much like I would imagine God is every day, I would assume Yeah, we should probably prepare to be pretty disappointed. I'm going to start off with a team that is near and dear to my heart because it's my show, so I can pretty much do whatever I want. Look, I love the Denver Broncos. I love Denver Broncos president and general manager John Elway. I've told you before, I think he is in the conversation for greatest quarterback ever. But John, for Lent this year, you have got to give up trying to pick quarterbacks for Lent. Let's just look at John Elway's history real quick. Let's look at some of the quarterbacks he's brought in. Peyton Manning. Hey, nice job. Big winner. Granted, everyone wanted Peyton Manning. Granted, Peyton Manning was an obvious choice, but hey, you're definitely a winner there. He got you to two Super Bowls. He won one of them. Nice job. But let's look at your other quarterbacks that you've picked. Brock Osweiler. Zach Dysert. Trevor Simeon. Paxton Lynch. Chad Kelly. Caleb Haney. Mark Sanchez. Case Keenum, and now one Joseph Vincent Flacco. Do you see a trend here? And no, I'm not talking about their height. I was more referring to the fact that they all suck. Turn the keys over to someone else, John. This is just not your forte. Stop picking quarterbacks. And I'm starting to get worried because I see that the University of Buffalo quarterback Tyree Jones just measured 6'7 at the NFL Combine, and I'm starting to get a little bit worried. And you know what? It might not just be quarterbacks. I am looking at John Elway right now, and I am starting to remember Mike Shanahan when he went through his Dale Carter, Maurice Claret, Daryl Gardner era, and I'm kind of starting to see some very, very disturbing similarities. John Elway, you need to turn over personnel moves to someone else. And what's disturbing about this is Mike Shanahan was the coach. You knew that wasn't his thing. You're the GM, and right now, You're missing way, way more than you're hitting. John, stop making picks 
turn it over to someone else, walk away and cut your losses. When I hear that the Denver Broncos might be interested in wide receiver Antonio Brown, again, it tells me all I need to know. John Elway, you need to give this up for Lent immediately. Speaking of the NFL and, you know, scouting quarterbacks, I know that right now it is the season for scouts to be analyzing draft prospects at the NFL Combine, of course, in preparation for that NFL draft that's coming in a few months. But I want NFL scouts to stop zeroing in so much on quarterback size. This past week, everyone was holding their breath just to see how tall Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray would be officially, but we've already seen the kid can play. And can I tell you where Kyler Murray impressed me the most? It was in the Sooners playoff game against Alabama. Yes, when they got hammered, when they got blown out. Bama knocked him around, and he went through some adversity early on that game. But in the second half, we started to see Kyler Murray respond. He started to manufacture ways to move the ball against the Alabama defense. Kyler led Oklahoma to 24 second half points. I understand they lost. I understand they got blown out. But I also look at Kyler Murray and say, hey, he showed me something there. I don't care how tall he is. He was facing legitimate competition and he was making plays. The NFL needs to rethink their stance on player sizes, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. Because again, Think of the big quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know, Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch. What did they do? I would rather have the Russell Wilson, who we all heard was way too small to do it in this league. Forget the size thing. Can a quarterback play? Then that's who I want. NFL scouts need to make some changes in their lives. While we're on that same subject, we're seeing it right now. NFL scouts see a player jump high at the draft, run that quick 40, look great in drills against no defense, and they suddenly start falling in love. So you're going to ignore all the game tape that you have of this player failing to make plays throughout their college career against, you know, live teams and select them based on how they did in completely meaningless drills. Again, NFL scouts, I need you to give up something for Lent. Stop falling in love with things that don't really matter. And you might hear this and you might think, hey, NFL teams know what they're doing. No, they don't. Do you realize that first round draft success is estimated at less than 50%. And that's being really, really lenient because they're judging that based on just having a job. But we know you could have a job in the NFL. That doesn't mean you're successful. We just talked about Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler. They had a few years in the league. I would hardly call them successful. So it's probably closer down to like 30%. Either way, you could flip a coin and have better success. NFL scouts do more homework on the game tape Stop falling in love based on silly drills that don't matter. If you gave that up for Lent, you would have way more success. Okay, I need to move over to the NBA. And I need to move over to a very specific player in the NBA. I need Boston Celtics point guard Kyrie Irving to give up something very specific for Lent. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be easy. Kyrie Irving, for Lent this year, for the next 40 days at least, can you just stop talking you're always talking and you're always saying dumb, dumb things when you talk. From saying the earth is flat to saying you may leave Boston in the offseason, again, something you didn't need to say, to saying that he is the leader on this team and after every single game, it seems like Kyrie feels like he needs to come out and give a State of the Union address. Kyrie, just be quiet. You're just hurting yourself. On Sunday, Kyrie yelled at the NBC camera crew that he's not going to miss any of this BS insinuating that he will be gone from Boston in the offseason. 
Well, one, I think Boston is fine with you being gone. I think they're totally okay with that. I think your teammates want to back over you with a bus. And two, based on your attitude and based on your stupid, stupid comments, I'm not sure any other teams are going to want to get you right away because you can't shut up. Do yourself a favor, Kyrie Irving. Give up talking for Lent or at least give up talking to the press for Lent. It would save you so much trouble. Remember earlier this year, everyone was looking at Boston and saying, that is a team that is about to go on a run. Look at all the draft picks they have. Look at all the young talent they have. They are loaded. They should be the next great team. Right now, I wouldn't want anything to do with Boston. They are a mess. And a big reason for that, a lot of it does fall on Kyrie Irving. Speaking of the NBA, I have something that the NBA referees need to give up for Lent, which by the way, NBA officials are easily the worst officials in all sports. Like boxing judges think these guys are clueless, but I'd like to make a suggestion. Here's what I want you to give up for Lent. Give up your silly superstar system for Lent. Just call the game. Forget the, well, that guy gets calls, but that guy doesn't get calls because he's not as big of a name. Give all that up. For one, at the end of the day, it really feels shady. Like, you know, unethical even. Two, I hate the argument of this whole idea that, well, the fans came to see the stars play. Well, yeah, but it's kind of a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? Would you be a star if you weren't getting every single call? If you're a star, you don't need every single call. Just go call the game objectively. On Saturday night, I'm watching the Golden State Warriors game against the Philadelphia 76ers. And late in the game, there was a question about whether or not Steph Curry traveled on a specific play. And Jeff Van Gundy, one of the announcers on the game, says, well, I don't come to NBA games to see a bunch of travels. Okay, well, tell your glorious players that are supposed to be the best players on the planet to stop traveling then. That is an insane comment. I don't go to NFL games to see face mask penalties, but if one takes place, I would hope you'd call it. And I would hope it wouldn't matter who committed the infraction. The superstar system is a horrible practice in any league, at any time, any place. But the NBA is the worst at it. Please make it go away. Moving over to college basketball, and I've told you before, I do, I love college basketball. I know the season isn't as meaningful now. I know nearly every team makes the tournament and that kind of takes some of the luster off of it. And yes, I also know that apparently coaches are giving sneaker money to recruits and there are a number of dirty things going on with college hoops. But the NCAA tournament is just so amazing. But can I tell you one thing I'm really struggling with lately? The constant instant replay reviews. College basketball, please give up for Lent all of these stupid reviews because College basketball has gone to a really bad place with instant replay. It's reaching a point where not only do the refs review a call that is being questioned, maybe by a coach, maybe who touched the ball last when it went out of bounds, or if a shot beat the clock running out or something like that. Now they're just reviewing things that aren't even in contention. They're just reviewing to make sure they got it right. And just like checking to confirm what they did was okay. You're an eyelash away from just refereeing the entire game by video, not even having live officials. And you know, the worst thing about it, it just makes these games so choppy. We're seeing it more and more every year, but I'm telling you right now, with the NCAA tournament coming, you're going to see way more instant replay and you're going to be sick of it because I'm already sick of it. It's not a good thing. 
slow down on the instant replay college basketball. Hey, coming back, we still have a few more things that need to be given up for Lent. Hey, the next 40 days are not going to be easy. I'll warn people ahead of time, but I've got a couple of things that still need to be given up. College football, you're on my list, and Major League Baseball, I'm also looking right at you. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping you need to do, maybe you need to pick up something for a friend. Maybe you have a birthday coming up. Maybe you have an anniversary coming up. You might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature some of your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. The March Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Cosmic. Are you ready to fly higher, explore further, go faster, and see more than anyone has before? Join us as we embark upon a cosmic adventure filled with otherworldly powers, legendary forces, and dangerous new frontiers. March's Loot Crate theme features items from the new Captain Marvel, Alien, Lost in Space, and much, much more. But hey, remember, if none of those franchises interest you, you can always go to Loot Crate and you can choose from a huge selection of past crates. You can order a monthly subscription of crates that will arrive in your mailbox every single month, or you can just go over to LootCrate.com and order individual items. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure that you type daily dose one word in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order just as a little thank you for tuning into the daily dose. Okay, I do have a few more things that need to be given up for Lent, which like I said, it starts tomorrow. Today's Fat Tuesday. Live it up. Enjoy it while you can. But tomorrow, it is time to crack down. We've got to straighten things out. We've got to get better, people. And I've got a couple of suggestions for how to get better. I want to move over to college football. And more specifically, I want to move to the college football playoff committee. And hey, this committee, they're in such a tough situation. Honestly, it's a no-win situation. You're trying to pick the best four teams in the country. But we have seen this college football committee select their top teams at times. We can tell they did it by looking at the name of the school on the bar, not at the accomplishments, not at what they did, not if they should really be there, but just looking at that team name. I mean, Ohio State has now probably been in a couple of times when they really didn't deserve to. So you can't convince me that this playoff committee doesn't look at the name on the bar. They obviously do. We saw Notre Dame this last season. Yes, they were undefeated. Hey, what else can they do? They went undefeated. Well, you didn't play anyone. I looked at Notre Dame a lot like I did Central Florida. Hey, it's a nice story. Great job. You did all you could. It's just that you were kind of in a bad situation. But I think when we got to the playoff game, it was pretty obvious you didn't belong there. And I am convinced that the reason for this is because the college football committee looks at the name and says, well, Notre Dame, hey, they'll travel well. They'll sell tickets. People will watch it on TV. We'll get good ratings. Yeah, you know what? Notre Dame, let them in. And plus, if we said no to Notre Dame, I mean, imagine the backlash. Can you imagine how mad they would be us if we didn't put Ohio State in? Yeah, just go ahead and put them in. We'll put in Ohio State over maybe Baylor or TCU. They're not quite as big a names. Let's go ahead with the big name. It needs to stop. Hopefully, very, very soon, we are going to see an eight-team playoff, and then we can get rid of some of this goofy guesswork that just kind of rears its ugly head every single year. But until then, can you just look and try to find the best teams? I don't care what their name is. I just want the best teams in the college football playoff. Finally, I have one more thing that I want to see given up for Lent, and I'm looking directly at Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball, 
you have got to stop being so soft. You know, when I was coaching, that was the worst thing you could tell a team. Walk into the locker room. You could say, you guys are bad. You guys stink. You guys didn't play well. Walk into a locker room and just say, you know what? Y'all are just soft. You're just soft. That was the ultimate insult. And that is why I saved it for Major League Baseball. Because you are soft. I mean, you are a professional sports league, right? You do try to spin every chance you get that you are still somehow America's pastime, despite the fact no one really cares. So why Major League Baseball? Do you not even put your playoff games in prime time? Are you so afraid of the poor ratings you'll get? Because we have seen postseason games kind of tucked in at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Why? Because they don't want to go up against big time competition. Major League Baseball doesn't even have a salary cap, basically because they're afraid of making the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers angry with them. And Major League Baseball will not institute rules to speed up the game. Why? Because the players say, well, we won't do it. We won't abide by them. So you can't put them in. Can Major League Baseball just stop being soft about everything? If you're going to do it, then do it. If you're not going to do it, then shut up. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear, hey, we were thinking about putting in some speed rules this year, but I don't know. The players, they don't really seem to be with it. I don't care what the players want. The players will do what you tell them to do, but you're too scared to tell them to do anything. As usual, Major League Baseball just doesn't get it. But if you would just give that up for Lent, if you would just be a little bit tougher, maybe institute a salary cap, maybe institute some better rules, maybe actually put your games on TV where people can find them. I don't know. It just might improve your product quite a bit. I know it's going to be tough. I know Lent is not going to be easy, but it just might pay off for you in the long run. Hey, tomorrow on The Daily Dose, we will, of course, be bringing you the latest and greatest in sports news. And you know, we just might have some Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings for you tomorrow. You never know what we might be ranking this week. I have to say thank you all so much for listening to The Daily Dose. For all of you that reach out and share the show with someone else, that tell your friends, that tell a coworker, that tell a family member, thank you. It is appreciated. Hey, make sure you stop by tpublic.com, pick up some of that new Daily Dose I-Team gear. How would you not want to look like the Daily Dose I-Team? You saw today some of the quality stuff they give us. Make sure you stop by tpublic.com. Have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.